This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Imagine your life not knowing Him. Wow. That's not life. Because <laughs> He is life. He is life. Father, we just give you glory and honor. We thank you, Lord, that you have never failed and never will. Thank you that you're the almighty God. You came to rescue us, sent your only son, only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, died on the cross that we could be healed and made whole, that we could be free from the bondage of the enemy and the bondage of sin and and we could enter into a personal relationship with you. Thank you for the great love, the demonstration of love through the cross. We are truly loved. And we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Thank you for always being there. <laughs> 24-7. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, I have several pages of notes. That's what I was telling uh, Jerry last night. Just sat down and just started making notes. <clears throat> and uh, now one thing about this, I wasn't on my computer. I look up a scripture on the computer. I just print it. So we got to look these up. I may have a Bible. Those that have a Bible, I might call on you to read us, to read a scripture, and uh, that would be a, a blessing because I do not have have them written out in, in my notes. And what the Lord uh, was leading me to look at is is really the faith aspect of healing, and. I mean, though, we need faith to receive from God. And me, if you've been uh, a Christian for a while, and um, especially in the, the uh, spirit-filled walk, you, during, I guess, the 80s, we had uh, the faith, what we call faith movement, Kenneth Hagin, and God emphasized faith. And uh, we could say, that today's a grace movement, that grace is being amplified. But then you have these that say, well, uh, I have grace, I don't need faith. And just because God is emphasizing something else doesn't mean you leave the other off. And so we need faith. We need faith and grace. And, and that's the thing. We don't need just teaching on grace or just only teaching on faith. We need both together, faith and grace, because grace provides everything. All the promises of God, everything that um, Jesus secured for us through the cross is by grace. It's a gift. Our salvation is a gift. 
sozo, healing, uh, that, that freedom, wholeness, all that is a gift of God and it's called grace. But just because grace is being released, in fact, the, the scriptures tell us that, um, I believe it's 1 John 2, verse 2, that he took, Jesus took the sins of the whole world. So there's grace available to the whole world. Or you could say it's been paid for, but not everyone accesses that grace. And that's where you have some people that go off to the deep end and they say that everyone is saved because God is forgiven everyone's sin in Christ. But universalism is what it's called. And it's, it's a lie of the enemy. Just because grace is available, not everyone receives it. And there must be this union of faith and grace. It's just like if a woman wants to have a baby, there has to be a man involved. And there is, I'm sorry, there is no more immaculate conceptions. There was one and that's it. So there has to be a, a man involved. There has to be faith and grace to produce fruit or to produce uh, in the kingdom. So I was thinking the kingdom, really, it should be simple. And a lot of times religion makes it complicated. You know? It can just get so complicated. But what is simple? What is faith? And how do we look at it in, in, with a simplicity? You got faith does not move the hand of God. You had those that uh, in the faith movement, you always had those on the fringe of that too, that, that they glorified faith like it was his work or badge of honor and type thing, and, and that it moved the hand of God. But we know through understanding grace, the hand of God's already moved. He moved through Jesus Christ. Jesus isn't coming back again <laughs> to do what he did before. This thing's a done deal. Grace is available. God's power's available. But we access it by faith. So faith receives what God's already done. Faith is receiving what God has already done. And I know this is fundamentals, but really we need the fundamentals. I think about Vince Lombardi, and some of y'all probably don't know who he is, but great football coach. Had two Super Bowl teams and just, but he was known for just the fundamentals. In, in fact, and there's a story about them winning the Super Bowl. They come in for their camp, getting ready for the new season. And he picks up a football and he says, gentlemen, this is a football. I mean, just basic starting. You've got um, John Wooden with uh, UCLA, a basketball coach who's won, won more championships than any other coach. And... Um, Vince Lombardi says we win because we do the basic things right. We keep it simple. We do the fundamentals and we produce. Well, John Wooden was the same way. In fact, I heard 
uh, an interview with one of the guys that played for him. And he said, we'd come in the first day and he would teach us how to put on our socks. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding. And the guy goes, I thought, and he thought the same thing. This is nuts. What have I gotten into? This guy's going to teach me how to put on socks. And he said he learned something about how to keep from getting blisters and how, how to do different things with the socks. And he went through different phases and, and, and different things and about shoes and just fundamentals. So we need the basics. And we never get away from those things. So faith and grace is important. The, the word faith in, in the Hebrew, it means firmness, steadfastness. You don't see it a whole lot in the Old Testament. Why? Because it was the law. <laughs> Most of the Old Testament it's the law. So you don't see it uh, mentioned a whole lot. But it's quite a bit in the New Testament. And uh, New Testament means firm persuasion based on hearing. A firm persuasion based on hearing. It also means the title deed. I mean, this, uh, this faith is like the title deed. It's your firm persuasion, really, of a reality of truth. It's based on what you hear. So the, the question is, are you persuaded? Are you persuaded? But in the Bible, neat thing about the Bible, God will give you the definition for different terms and different words. And that's what we find. Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we see a definition that God's put in here of faith for us, and it's the substance of things hoped for. The word substance here means a foundation. It means a platform put under something. It means it has existence. And, and this, would, uh, this would be like this is real. This is, this is uh, evidence and, and uh, they exist. So substance. Faith is the substance, the evidence of things hoped for. Hope. Now hope. Uh, a lot of times we think it's a bad word, but hope's not a bad word. You've got to hope before you can have faith. And hope is your potential. Hope is what you see is potentially yours. It's a possibility. You see uh, grace through the scriptures. This is my possibility. This is my potential. So I have to hope. What gives this potential this possibility, substance, or foundation and strength is faith. Faith gives credence or existence or the title deed to that thing I'm hoping for. So we need hope. But hope by itself will not get you the answer to your prayer. It won't get you healed. It won't even get you saved. Uh, oh, I hope God will save me. No, no, it, it, it didn't work that way. So hope is like a blueprint. And uh, Joy and Roger are building a house. 
and there are blueprints, there's a plan how to put that house together. The blueprints is the hope. Now, they could look at the blueprints all day long, but it's not going to cause the house to come into being, right? What it takes is someone taking that blueprint and they start putting some foundation to it, some lumber to it, some, some energy to it, and that's your faith part, and it brings it into existence. What was there in blueprint, you hoped for, now you can see. And seven weeks live in. <laughs> That's what Joy's believing for. Hallelujah. So blueprints won't get the house. But faith is the boards. It's, it, it's the, the action that puts it all together. Faith brings into existence what already exists. In the spirit realm. This helped me so much when I finally understood this. That faith. God's not creating this thing that I'm believing him for. It already exists. It's just in a different realm. It's in the spirit realm. And when you study the word of God. You know that the spirit realm created this natural realm. The spirit realm is a higher realm. than the, It's more real than the realm that we live in. And it exists in the spirit realm. So my faith is in something that exists. It, it's already existing. Now here's the key. Where does it exist? Is it Way up there in heaven, you know, the word of God says you don't have to go to heaven to pull Jesus down or go to the depths <laughs> and pull him up. Said no, the word of God is nigh thee in your mouth and in your heart. You speak it forth, it's faith. So where is this? Where is my healing? I want my healing. It's in heaven. <laughs> I want my healing. Where, where's my healing? Listen, and true, but listen, it's closer than you think. It's inside of you. It's in your new creation spirit. The Holy Spirit, that healing is inside of you. Wow. Think about that. That's powerful. Healing already exists. God doesn't have to create it. It's in your born-again spirit. So it's very close. Faith is assurance. How many have the assurance that you're saved? So you have faith, the faith of salvation. You're persuaded in that. The, the enemy can't steal it from you. You, you, you have that. You, in fact, the Bible says that the Spirit of God bears witness with that you're saved. So you know, you know you're saved. Well, it's the same thing. The assurance like you have for your salvation, you need to have for your healing. You can have for your healing. That's called faith. Faith for healing. Assurance that you're, you're saved. You, you have and, and many times we use this term, I know that I know. 
But if you, you've been there, it's just like, am I saved? I know that I know that I'm saved. Well, that's what you're looking for in healing. I know that I know that I'm healed. And that's called faith. The title deed to it. I mean, this thing exists. It's mine. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He's already said yes and amen to it. So it's, it's mine. I know that it belongs to me. Ellen is my wife. I know she belongs to me because I have the papers on it. I've got the title deed. Lordy, she only need to hear that. Okay. <laughs> so how do I know I'm in faith when you have the assurance? Assurance on the inside of you. And you might as well be honest. We're, we all walk in this and... You can, be, you can be strong in faith for healing, and it might be a couple months later, you're not. Why? We feed and live in relationship with God and his word. So we need to keep this, this thing in our, in our lives. So just be honest and locate yourself. Well, I'm, I'm really in hope. Well, hope comes through the word of God. And faith comes through the word of God. If he said faith will come, then faith will come. That means it says through faith and patience we inherit the promises. We don't like that word patience. But it's faith and patience. I mean, if we got it just zapped, we, we probably run away from God. We wouldn't have a relationship with it. But it's a relationship. It's walking with him. Hallelujah. You want to get to where you know that you know. I put down here, your body is speaking contrary the whole time to what you're believing. But see, faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's not seen, but it doesn't mean it's not it, it doesn't exist. It does exist. It is real. Get the assurance. It's available. He tells us how to get. We get in the word of God and we get it. Faith is the only biblical proper way to respond to grace. Faith is the only biblical proper way to respond to grace. Let me read to you verse 6. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We have that other realm out there. God requires what he gives by grace to be received by faith. God set it up this way. If it was all by grace alone, then everyone would be the same. We all be healthy, healed, uh, free, but we have a part and that's the faith. Oh, I'll come back. And I, I, I say that, and let me, oh, I'll come back to that. I need to come back to that. 
healing requires faith. There are times where there's gifts of healings where people don't require faith, but somebody does to operate in that gift. The problem is, if you have someone that receives through a, a gift of healing, whatever, the enemy's going to come back to attack them, and they've got to get in the Word of God and be able to resist the enemy. And that's what we, we had a, a few years there where everyone was, we had so many healings, but people were losing their healing because they were getting attacked. They didn't have the Word of God in them to stand and resist the enemy. So we want to make sure either way that we get in God's word and we get strengthened that we'll know. In Romans chapter 5 verse 2, and I'll get Jerry uh, to read this one. Romans chapter 5 verse 2. Remember how many times Jesus said, according to your faith be it unto you. According to your faith, grace is available, but it's according to your faith. Yeah. Romans 5, 2. Everybody hear that? Yeah, we almost need you, me and Mike. I... Come up here, Jerry. Read it where we can, where we can hear it. Through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's it. So what's it telling us here? That you have to access grace. It's there, but it's, it's got to be accessed. How is it accessed? By faith. Faith is what grabs hold of what God's already done for us through the cross, through the shedding of blood. We get it by faith. So faith is, is vital in this. Grace and faith. And see, faith in his grace is faith in the right thing. There's a lot of people that have faith, but it's a natural faith. They have a faith in their own ability, their own, own strength. You had natural faith when you came in here and you sat in your chair. It, it was a, a faith that uh, most of you did not go and check out the chair and make sure that it would hold you. Did an analysis on it. Ellen and I went to a restaurant one time. I'll never forget it. It was a Chinese restaurant. I sat in a chair and it crashed. Just fell apart. It, it was... Uh, I said, well, I guess I <laughs> sat in the wrong chair or I need to, you know, eat a little less. <laughs> it, it was crazy. 
So I did. <laughs> is, is grace automatically accessed? No. That's the reason not all are saved. There, there you have it right there. It blows universalism out the window. Because it has to be accessed. So it's not automatic. We have to, we have to get it. And we get by faith. Jesus said, I'm the door. And he said, those that enter the door have eternal life. But see, he said, you have to enter. He's the door, but you have to enter that door. Healing is accessed by faith. So we need to have a, a revelation of faith. Faith is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. And we get the measure of faith. And this is something that, you know, we want to just build up. We think, well, we're just, I'm going to work up some faith. I'm going to work this thing up. <laughs> and it's a gift. It's a gift. You just keep your, it's not something that we're supposed to be struggling, working up. You just keep your eyes on the Lord and putting the, the word in, faith will come. Faith is a gift as we make ourselves available to the Lord and to his word. And it says that he gives us a measure of faith. And can you grow from there? Absolutely. But he gives us faith. Yeah, I could tell you story after story. I mean, me, myself, and <laughs> many others. Man, we're just, we're going to pray for this and give us a few minutes. We're going to rev up our engines and try and get some faith going here. <laughs> and it's not that way. When you know that you know, you know it's not really that way. It just, it drops into your heart. Comes from the head to the heart. Boom. I know that I know. I have assurance. And it's not because you're, if you're trying to work up something, it's proof that you're not in faith. <laughs> faith has the assurance. Faith, faith is a rest. If you're not resting, you're not in assurance. It's, it's simple, but, I mean, it does take some uh, effort on our part. It says labor to enter into his rest. It's a labor to get into his rest because we have so many things pulling on us, especially in our day and time. We're pulled this way and that way. But what is needful? What is the most important? That's the word of God, being with the Lord. Giving him praise. Faith is a noun. Now, how many remember back from English what a noun is? It represents a place, person, or thing. Man, y'all had some good English teachers. <laughs> remember that. Faith is a noun, but I want to talk to you about believing. And you think, well, Pastor, you're kind of splitting hairs here. It, yeah, maybe. Because I talk about uh, both of these together. But see, believing is a 
verb or an action word. So if you really dissect and look at these, faith and believing are not really the same. But I say real faith will have some believing. Kenneth Hagin, when he was, you know, uh, a teenager, whatever, a guy's age, been a long time. I do remember this, that uh, he was reading the word because he had a short time to live. 16. And 16, he's reading the word and he's, he's seeing in there that healing is for him. He says, I believe this. And one day the Lord spoke to him and said, you don't believe this. And he said, I, I, I do believe this. This is then he quoted some scriptures and God, I don't want to say you're wrong, but I do believe this. He said, and the Lord said, if you believe this, you'll get up. And it was later on, I don't think it was that day, it was later on, it, it, it dawned on him, oh, if I'm healed, I should act on that. So believing is the action part or acting on your faith. Now, you can have faith in your heart and not be accessing grace. Paul perceived that someone in his congregation preached has faith to be healed. They had faith. They were, faith was there, resident in his heart. But he wasn't healed. It's because he needed another component. He needed believing. And what does Paul say? Stand up. He didn't go, well, I can't stand up. No, he had the assurance in his heart and he just stood up. Why do we ask people to do what they can't do? It's because we're causing them to act on faith. Action. I can't tell you how many people I've seen healed just by saying, try and do it. Try and do it. Try and move it. I remember... One years and years ago, I was I was praying for a lady. She had broken her her uh, wrist, and uh, I didn't didn't know this. I was just going along, just and it was uh, kind of an impartation type thing. I'm just praying, and um, and she had had this little cast on. I didn't ask her what was wrong. Just. She said that, and so I started praying for her. And uh, I said, do what you can't do. And uh, she was just like, how, what? And I, I took her hand and went, just move it. You know, try and move it. And she goes, well, as soon as I move it, she goes, oh, wow. And her wrist was healed. If you look at scriptures and you look at the way Jesus did this, he would get them to act. And you'll find it all through 
that he's getting them. God will give you faith as a gift, but he will not do the believing for you. The one that Paul was talking to, God would not make him stand up. He had to do it. So the believing part is our part. We get the assurance in our, in our hearts called faith, and that's a gift from God. But then for us to act on that is up to us. So that's the reason always saying act on it. We had, uh, I think I can have four people Sunday morning that were healed, and it was... Uh, it was just a, a quick thing because we were waiting on connection to, to Israel to talk to the group and uh, they're having you know trouble getting connected and then the lights I couldn't you know some well I said anybody in pain those that were in pain stand up we were going to rebuke pain and say it doesn't have place in God's house and, and just this and that and said afterwards if you're now pain free do this I want you to move. I want you. And I said, do what you couldn't do. Move. And they were healed. And then said, well, that was, that was really difficult, wasn't it? Because we got the connection, you know, probably uh, two minutes. And people were healed. Why? It's because there was assurance in them already. It was just acting, acting, taking authority over the pain and just acting on it and they were healed I've seen people that have gone and it's just like they'll just keep on doing it maybe it doesn't happen right then but they'll keep on moving they keep on doing what they can do the the lady who came in the wheelchair that uh, I had known her from years before she had been seven or eight years in that wheelchair and um I told her, I, I see you see you walking, and uh, let's believe God. So anyway, we, we got her up and tried to help her act on it. And she, you know, had trouble uh, moving and walking. I said, look, if you go home and you just can move your toe, move it in faith. Say, I'm moving, I'm acting on it, Lord, I believe that I'm healed. And uh, I've, I've told the story, but she called one day. I, I couldn't hear. I couldn't understand her because she was up out of the wheelchair. God had totally healed her. So what do you do? Sometimes you just keep going. And it might be the hundredth time that you're just in. Oh, all right. You're, you're pleasing God. You're acting in faith. I've got down here Romans ten seventeen. I'm not going to read that to you because I think I, I talked about that. That is where uh, hearing, well, the faith comes through hearing. Healing is not through wishing and hoping. Many are waiting on God to heal them. Hear that a lot. I'm just waiting on God to heal me. I'm glad you didn't wait on him to save you and you took action uh, to your believing and said, Lord, I surrender my heart and my life to you and make you Lord. You took action. It's the same with, with healing. 
God is not wait, we're not waiting on God to heal us. He's waiting on us to accept it, to access his grace, to get the assurance and act on it. He's waiting on us. Faith comes out of the inside. I kind of talked about that. Now, when you're unsaved, it comes from the outside in. But once you're saved, it's from the inside out. John 3.16, it says, Whoever believes, not perish, have they eternal life. Act on what you have assurance about. Believe in healing and you will be healed. Why? Because it already exists in you. You will be. Is it God's will to heal you? Yes, so much they put healing inside of you by the Spirit. In John 20, verse uh, 29, you look at this, but it's talking about, uh, I'm not going to get into that, doubting uh, Thomas. And, uh, boy, I bet he has time in heaven. He's probably, don't call me Downing Thomas. I'm not Downing Thomas. <laughs> he believes. <laughs> but anyway, the, my whole thing there, blessed is he that doesn't see yet believes. There is a blessing to believing when you, what you don't see. And that's what Jesus had told uh, Thomas, faith is released in believing. Believing is using your faith. So our activation of our faith is through acting on it. I believe that there's many people that have died and had faith in their heart, but they never acted on it. They were waiting for God to pick them up and lift them up out of the wheelchair, set them down, and cause them to run. Same way when I got uh, spirit-filled, I was waiting at first, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was waiting on God to do it for me. And nothing was happening. I was just waiting for him to open my mouth and force me. But he didn't force us. We have to act on it. It's the same in uh, every area. In James chapter 2, verse 17, who'd like to read that? James 2, 17, anybody? Yes. Being alone. <laughs> That's good. See, you can have faith, but it's just dead until it's acted on. And then it's faith. Oh, I believe in, uh, in, in tithing and giving. Well, we say believing, believing, but action word. That means you're doing it. I have faith in it. But are you doing it? Are you taking the step? Because when you take steps, when you access 
the grace. Faith by itself is dead. No works. Acting on your faith is what releases it into the natural realm. It took me a while to really get this because I pray for people and I, I didn't know to have them do something, to act on it. Sometimes they, they can't. You know, it, it might be a, a, a personal thing or whatever, but they can speak. They can speak to it. They can uh, exercise faith that way. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, I need somebody to read that. Corinthians 4, 13. That's hard on a phone. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <coughs> yes, please, Linda. Wow, there's faith right there. Faith believes and speaks. What are you speaking? You're speaking in agreement with God, what he says. Well, pastor, you're just putting me in, in bondage. No, you're already in bondage. Because you're speaking what you see. And what we want is the unseen. That healing. <laughs> we want that freedom. We want that blessing. We want the promises of God to be released in our lives. And you've got to believe it and speak it. And James, it talks about the power of the tongue. You know, the bit in the horse's mouth. He'll steer that horse wherever you want it to go. And then it talks about the rudder. The rudder. On a, a large ship, it, you know, you can take a cruise liner and that rudder turn, will turn. It might take two or three hours, but it will turn that huge vessel. And you're saying, we have a, a rudder. We have our tongue and we can speak in line with what God says. And what are we doing? We're turning our life, our rudder to God. Wow. Yeah. That's right. We've all gone in circles, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> This is a sandbar. What am I doing here? <laughs> I had a dream one time uh, of people that were uh, on the, the shore 
and they all these boats and stuff. Some were going sideways in the sand. Some were going up towards land. <laughs> it was it was comical, but then again, it wasn't. You know, we want to we want to be in the water and headed where God wants us to go. So keep your rudder turned to what God says. You look at Jesus, he spoke to storms, he spoke to trees, he, he spoke to sickness and disease. Well, are we better than our master? No. We speak the things. Now, you don't need to speak the things in front of people. You can be wise. There are some people that would just have a, a fit. You're, you're over here talking <laughs> to this thing. But you speak to it. And, you know, I, these storms, you know, we have authority. Can we stop storms from coming? Now, it says there will be tornadoes, earthquakes, and these things. But I believe we can be protected in the, in the midst of it. And that thing can, can turn. And we pray Pray for others. I don't like naming storms after a person. I still, I just don't like it. I won't even call it by a person's name. Don't connect somebody's name to some thing that wiped out and killed people. I just give it, I don't care if you give it a number or just call it a storm of, uh, yeah, do it. stay and just put the date to it, storm. But assigning the name to it is just... Ugh, anyway. Mark eleven twelve. This is an example of Jesus. And, and Jesus is speaking to a tree here. Let me see if I can get it here. You got it? Okay. Read it to me. Okay. 11 starting in verse 12. Yeah. Okay. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Just keep on reading. Keep on reading. Yeah, just read the whole. Okay. Notice here that Jesus, he sees this tree and he sees leaves and he thinks there's some fruit. So he goes and it doesn't have any. It's like the tree was lying to him, you know. And what's he do? He curses. It's interesting there. It says he responded to the tree. He responded to the tree. The tree was talking to him. <laughs> the, tree, the tree spoke. And he responds to the tree. Says, hey, this is it. No more fruit off of you ever. Wow. 
Do you see that he was speaking? You ever had your wallet speak to you? You better respond to it. Your body will speak to you. You better respond to it. How do you respond? (laughs) With the word of God. Now, if Jesus spoke, I don't know, but my lightning fast, brilliant mind thinks, maybe we should. Maybe we're not talking enough to things. The truth is we are. We're talking all the time anyway. You have an inner conversation going on all the time. It's either life or death. So you might as well. I've had people say, well, I just can't, I can't, confess, can't confess the word. Yes, you can. You're confessing something else right now all the time. Just turn it. You don't have to be perfect in this thing. All you're doing, I'm not trying to convince God. And people get overboard confession. I'm convincing God, man. And I remember those days. I went on some long fast without food trying to convince God I want to be uh, used by him to, for people to be healed and to know him, all this stuff. And I, I'm trying to convince him of something he already wanted to do. <laughs> it was... But, but con- confession, you finally, you reach a point, I'm just persuading myself. I'm speaking the word of God. It's a meditation. I'm speaking what God says. So, yes, it, it's, it's important, you know, what we say. But he responded to that tree. <laughs> now, what I want you to know is he didn't stay there and stare at the tree. Now, this would be Christians today. We curse this tree. All right, that's just way here. That's, and everybody's just staring at the tree. Oh, God, I believe, 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 I believe. <laughs> I can speak to trees. I, I know you, Jesus, you did this. Hey, did that leaf just move there? Oh, my. I thought I saw something. Hey, disciples, do y'all see anything going on? Thomas, do you see anything happening? I doubt it. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) Jesus had the assurance. He just walked off. He left it. And see, we want to analyze everything. (laughs) But he had the assurance and he just, he left. Now look down at verse 20. Uh, Let me see, I think it's. Yeah. Yes, read that. I mean, Jesus isn't even paying attention to it. You know, he passed on by. But there's Peter. Peter goes, hey, Jesus, you remember that tree? 
it's withering up. It's, it's dying. And, and Jesus says, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. He already knew that. Because he had the assurance. And that's all we've got to be. Let's have that assurance. Jesus spoke, and he knew it was working in the unseen realm. See, when he spoke, it started working, what he said. But you couldn't tell anything different because the tree was dying at the roots on the inside. And then it manifested on the outside. When you speak the word of God over your life, it's working in the unseen. And you keep your faith and assurance, and you'll see it come forth in the scene. And that's what happened here. Jesus spoke it. He knew it was working. And then it was seen the next day. And people say, well, I confessed a whole day over my healing and nothing's happened. <laughs> well, you, you're just getting started in this. <laughs> you don't have the assurance. Well, yes, I have the assurance. No, you don't because you're saying nothing's happened. Why not? It's working in the spirit realm. But see, what we do, we dig up the plant, <laughs> and then we plant it the next day. Then we dig it up. Then we plant it the next day, and we're wondering, where's fruit? So we've got to focus on the truth. And in verse 22, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for surely I say to you, Whoever says this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. So what does Jesus do? They, they're talking about this tree that he had cursed, withered tree and and now Jesus turns her focus back towards God. Keep your focus on God. Keep your focus on the word. And speak to the mountain. You don't speak to God about your mountain. You speak to the mountain. That's your belief. That's your action. And when you speak to the mountain, it's working in the unseen realm. Now, you think about this, pretty powerful what Jesus is saying. A mountain can be removed and cast into the sea. Now, look this up. It means a literal mountain. <laughs> it's, what kind of power are we talking about? Wow. It's pretty awesome. So we want to act on what we believe. Ugh. Stop here. We don't want to wear you out here. Some other things. I've got Matthew twelve thirteen. Jesus said, "Stretch out your hand." Luke five seventeen. The power of God was present to heal. The grace was there, but no one was healed. Except for, you remember the man that was lowered through the roof? 
And Jesus, it says, he looking up, saw their faith. He saw their faith because they were tearing up the roof to this house and lowering this man down. What did he see? He saw action, the assurance in their heart. And that man was healed. But the power of God was present there. The grace was there for everyone to be healed. He saw their faith. This faith on the outside is action. You want to get faith from the inside to the outside, and faith on the outside is acting on it, is action. Now, you need to have wisdom. I, I had a friend that, uh, you know, we heard testimony about somebody that uh, the Lord healed their eyes, took the glasses and, and, you know, just threw them away. And they were healed and everything. So we're hearing this, and, and my friend goes, um, I need healing my eyes. And he, he took his glasses off, stomped on them. And he looked at me, and I said, I'm not mine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was about three weeks, two or three weeks, they had to go buy a new pair of glasses. In the meantime, we had to pray for him. He was dangerous on the roads. <laughs> Couldn't see. So you don't do something crazy. You know, God is, can confirm, confirm that thing. How about at home, you take off your glasses and start looking? Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Seen some crazy things. I think that's, that's enough. That's enough. I'm, on, I'm just going to stop there. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. Down.